like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And this is the first episode for August 2021, and our theme of stream with me, stream for the year, that kind of thing. Um, We are watching movies that are available for streaming, and for me, the two that I've picked for this month are movies that are actually originals to streaming, um, and we're starting off tonight's episode with Akja, uh, the Bong Joon-ho film that I've been meaning to watch and did not watch, um, but have now watched. And so we'll be getting into our full review of that in a little bit. But before we do, we like to catch up with how things have been going since the last time we recorded and what else we've been watching since then. So, Corey, how's it going? It's fine. It's fine. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just realized today how busy of a weekend I gave myself. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I I get that. I am uh, luckily um, school doesn't start back for students until Tuesday, so we have one more work day uh, before students are back. But um, it has been a long week uh, getting back into the flow of things. Not necessarily in a bad way; it's just been super busy. Uh, which you'll notice my my uh, what I've been watching list is substantially less than the last couple of episodes, um, as I have had almost no free time. I almost forgot to watch the movie um for this week uh because i it wasn't so much i forgot like i knew i had to but um my days kind of got away from me and i was like if i don't watch it tonight which was wednesday when i'm thinking this i definitely can't watch it thursday because i had orientation and then you know by the time i get home from orientation i'm usually just beat um our orientations at night uh so it was like you know i don't get home till like eight o'clock or whatever um, and then I, you know, I have work to do stuff, you know, getting lessons and things made. And, uh, you know, I have other like quote unquote responsibilities, skills that I possess that they utilize with, you know, a variety of things at the school, um, still having to, you know, record with Matt and all of that. So this week was, uh, gone. And then, um, today I'm a little more tired than usual. Um, I didn't go to the gym on Thursday night because of orientation and other obligation my daughter was working so there was like this weird like what time do i have to pick her up can i make it to the gym and back and blah blah blah. so i ended up not going to the gym on thursday night and so i decided uh to this morning friday when we record that i would go before work this morning um and i had a friend ask uh if i could pick him up from the mechanic he had to drop his car off so i'm like I think I have a window. If I get up at 5.30, go right to the gym, do my hour, 10 minute or so workout, come home, shower, I will have just enough time to pick him up from the mechanic and take him home and then go to work. Uh, and so I've been going since 5.30 and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely ready to go to bed as soon as we are done recording. So um, I, I really, I, I wish I could keep going to the gym in the morning though. I, I definitely prefer that to the night. Mm-hmm. Um, m- partly because of the, the clientele in the morning, it tends to be a much more like subdued and independent crowd. 
where at night people seem to come in like packs and then they just kind of like swarm stuff. Like there'll be like seven people hovering around a little area. Um, and in the morning, it seems like people are just kind of in and out. Like I got to get my, my workout in before I go to work, but it's just like, I'd have to get up like at least half an hour earlier to pull that off. And I, I'm already like tired. So I don't think I can, I don't, I don't currently feel like I can get up any earlier than I already do. Um, like today was different because we're, we're not in school. So like, we're able to start a little later. Um, cause my boss is also not a super morning person. So she's not trying to like make us get there, you know, at seven, uh, when there's no students. So we just come at like nine. So like it was easy to pull it off today, but, um, when we're normally there, I have, I need to be there by seven. And so it's, it means I gotta be at like at the gym at like five, So which means I'm up at four thirty, and that's just not, not happening right now. That sounds terrible. I mean, it's not the worst. Uh, most other high school teachers have to uh like their their day literally starts at seven like the first bell rings at seven our students don't come to class till eight thirty, um at our school so like we're we're the only high school in the county uh that has it like that so i mean i, I am lucky that it's it's even an option to try to do the gym thing um also like if, some people are very comfortable showering at the gym and I, I don't have like an issue per se with the act of showering. It's more like having everything I need. All my stuff. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I've come to the gym and like, there's like shaving cream in the sink. So like someone's like full out doing their routine at the gym. I definitely don't have the patience or like to just to pack up and not have like a mess in a bag. Like it just feels like a lot. I don't know how someone's able to function that way. I guess maybe if you get it into a system, but for me, it's like there's a bunch of Ziploc bags, so you don't get everything like wet and sitting in your car all day. Like I just, it's not happening. Um, and I also like because you got like you gotta deal with like wearing flip flops in the shower because you know you don't want to get like athlete's foot, and so then you gotta we got wet shoes now. What do you do with those? It's just. I don't, I don't get the logistics of it. Good for those who can. For me, it's way more work than I want to do, uh, especially that early in the morning. You know, like I'm already half awake. I'm now really sweaty. I got to like shower with a curtain that won't close all the way. So I'm definitely not comfortable with that, mind you. But like, I'm hoping people are mature enough that they're not trying to catch a peek of what's going on in my, in my whole situation. So, you know, I can get past that, but it's like all the other stuff that I'm just like, nah, that's too much, man. It's, it's so many things. And you got to make sure you got to hope no one tries to steal your crap. Even you put it in the locker, but then you then there's the whole walking around in a towel that I, I'm not trying to do that. I know other people again. You know what? This is this is the, the ramblings of a tired person. <laughs> I think uh, uh, to flip this for a second, uh, Kat, Kathy and I went to dinner tonight Um and uh, there's this very nice, uh, I guess you call it a sea, it literally has seafood in the name, but it's not like by like the sea, nor is it adjacent to a lake, which is common in this area to have like that kind of thing. Oh, but yeah. um, it's, they have very good food. I've, I've only had their food previously through like a work event that they, our work had them like cater kind of thing, but I've enjoyed it every time. And uh, Mike uh mike sanchez who was on top five movies for years um has been recommending this place for a while and i got a shrimp po' boy i was just but thinking I went, about po' boys today who does that it's so i went buffalo uh buffalo with blue cheese on the shrimp too so like the buffalo sauce with blue cheese crumbles 
which is a thing I just uh, uh, love I can't so do much. Blue cheese, man. I I love blue cheese crumbles on most things. I, I don't like. I I wouldn't. I don't think I could like eat blue cheese by itself. But and I, I don't even think I've ever really used blue cheese dressing. I just like the crumbles on burgers, and I like them apparently on a buffalo po' boy, um, and in salads. To be honest, I, I'm a fan of the the blue cheese crumbles, but. It was delicious. Uh, Kathy got a burger because that's what Kathy does, and um, but she said it was good. And we got uh, we don't usually do appetizers, but it's my it's my birthday weekend, and I was like extra active today. Um, even though I I, I ate a lot of food today because we had breakfast provided at work and lunch provided at work, so I had a lot of food. Um, but uh, we got um fried mushrooms as an appetizer. Yeah, yeah. Um. But what made me even extra happy, uh, I didn't know, but one of my graduates from a couple of years ago is working uh, part-time as a waitress there. Uh, it was our waitress. And uh, earlier, some point in the middle of last year, she asked me to write her a, a recommendation letter. Um, she was one of my yearbook staffers, excellent worker. And I wrote her a very nice recommendation letter. And uh, she was like, by the way, I leave in one week. I got into the school. Uh, she's she's moving to Montana to go to college. Um, but it was really cool, like to one to get to see her, but two, like to hear, great, you know, I wrote this recommendation letter. She got into the school. I'm sure I'm not the reason alone she got in school. I'm just saying I, I got to contribute. I got to contribute, um, and uh, she was excited to to you know tell me. And so it was it was cool. Like I didn't know she was working there, so it was a cool kind of experience. Um, it was a good a good good little uh, thing there. Um, but. Yeah, busy week, rambled too long. Um, what have you been watching, Corey? Okay, so within the space of four days, I went to the movies three times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. So on Saturday, a friend and I went to dinner, had Thai food. It was very delicious. Mm, I like Thai food. And then um, we went to see The Green Knight. Yes. And then... The very next day on Sunday, because after I make these plans with my friends, then I learn that my husband wants to see a movie like we don't ever talk about it until, oh, I'm going with so and so to the movies. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. It looks really good. Every time. Um, So we went to see it again on Sunday. And then on Tuesday. I broke my own rule, which is to not go to the movies on value days. Ah. Uh. And we couldn't work it out for us to see the movie any other time this week um, because it looked like they were taking it off of the schedule. Um, so we went to see Pig. Ah. And we both really liked it. I'm glad to hear that because I actually bought it on uh, Voodoo this week because um, big news for Voodoo is uh, Fandango and Voodoo have merged. Um, so Fandango now is no longer a service where you can rent or buy movies. Instead, it is now Voodoo Fandango. And um, as uh, for merging accounts, everyone got 30% off if you merge your two accounts together. Oh, nice. Uh, and so I used my 30% to buy uh, Pig because it was 15 bucks, but I got it for 10 And I was like, well, that's a pretty good price because it's not going to play anywhere near me. And I everyone's bu- talking about it, so I want to I want to watch it. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but um, I, did, I did snag it. Uh, so... You know, glad it was good. Yes, and also like, I know I live in Idaho, but I've never been to Oregon. I've I've been into Oregon one time. We were supposed to go see 
a show, Santi Gold, in Portland, and everything went wrong. Our windshield got busted. She canceled the show. It was just a poop show. So we turned around and came home. And, um, like, our windshield was, like, real good busted. Um, we could still drive and everything okay, but it was just like, oh, well, here goes $500 or whatever it's going to cost. Um, so I haven't ever, like, spent time in Portland or Oregon, really, and I've wanted to go to Portland for a long time. And so this movie takes place in Oregon and Portland, and I just have really high hopes <laughs> for when I go visit. Because <laughs> I've been planning on it for years, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> like when it's, like, kind of in your area. Agreed. And then just The Office, that's all I got. Always watching The Office. Um, I I caught up on uh, Dave. Um, I did manage to get the new episode in. Um, I, I, I don't think I've talked to you about um, Dark, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Did I mention that last week? I You might have. I... I can't remember when I started watching it. I finished it though this week, uh, since I, I at least started it. Um, it's, it is the guys that do like, uh, it's Matt Berry who is on, uh, Mighty Boosh and, uh, the IT crowd, which is one of my favorite shows. Um, and it's on prime six episodes, definitely worth watching. Um, anyone out there who has not done so, um, I am holding off watching Ted Lasso season two until all of the episodes are out. Uh, which I'm going to then subscribe to Apple TV Plus for the one month, watch all of those episodes and a couple of other things on there I want to watch, and then I will cancel my subscription. Um, no offense, Apple, but there's just not enough content on your service for me to pay five bucks a month um, for like a continuous uh, system. But um, I did catch a few movies. I saw Jungle Cruise, which is what uh, the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast covered this week. Um, I am a real big fan of 1999's The Mummy. I love uh, Indiana Jones. Um, I, I at least I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I haven't watched the, the Last Crusade since I was a kid, but I, I liked it then. I don't love Temple of Doom to be honest. Um, I, that one is just a lot. Uh, but I like adventure movies in general, so I was excited for Jungle Cruise. Um, I also am a fan of the Pirates of the Caribbean original three movies. I don't like four or five. To be fair, never seen four. I got to put that out there. I've never seen four. I don't think I would like four. Um, I love one, two, and three. I, I'm a defender of the the entire trilogy, but Jungle Cruise is just a pirates kind of ripoff. But it makes sense because it's of the same. It's obviously a Disney movie, but it's also based on a ride that didn't have any other information, and they have to fabricate a lot of it. Um, it's it's entertaining enough. It's got some problems, but overall enjoyable. Uh, John Carpenter is the focus of the Blank Check podcast, so I watched Assault on Precinct 13, which is his second movie. Um, have you seen that one, Corey? Um, I don't think so. So it's it's really good. It definitely has, uh, you kind of see Carpenter's um, buddy camaraderie uh, that he's really good at, like in They Live, uh, the, the, the buddy duo of Roddy Piper and um, uh, Keith it's Keith David, if I'm not mistaken. No, I haven't. Um, is really good, and then in uh, the thing, I think you know the guy, like the bro. There's like a bromance almost with Carpenter, uh, like action movies, and Assault in Precinct 13 definitely kind of establishes that, and I really enjoy that movie a lot. Um, then uh, I don't remember for sure what night it was, but there was one night where I was feeling particularly uh, drained, and I just needed something kind of 
simple and um, that would also keep me like intended on it. So I checked out uh, Guns Akimbo. Um, unfortunately, the director of the film is problematic, which I didn't know when I decided to watch this movie. But uh, this movie had a image go viral because there's a scene where Daniel Radcliffe, the premise of the movie is he gets uh, guns attached to his hands and he's forced to compete in this like death competition. Um, and so there's a, a sequence where he's like out in the middle of the street in a bathrobe holding like two guns and the image went viral because he looks nuts and he's supposed to kind of look nuts in that moment. But uh, without the context, it was like a very funny image. I, I found this movie really fun. Um, it, it's, it's stupid, but it was entertaining and it's got Samara weaving who I just am becoming a bigger and bigger fan of it with every film of hers. I see she's so great. And in <clears throat> this, she's particularly funny um, she really shows that she can do uh, some action comedy stuff. Uh, I, I thought it was a real fun movie. It's not by any means like a, a must-see film, but it is definitely, if you're into action, if you're into video games, especially like first-person shooters, um, this is it's it's worth watching uh, for sure. Especially if you like Radcliffe or Samara Weaving, because they're both really good in the movie. Um, and then watch Okja, which is what we're going to get into uh, here in just a second. Because again... I just, I just didn't have the time. I wanted to watch Suicide Squad, or I'm sorry, The Suicide Squad. Um, I was gonna, I couldn't go to the premiere last night because I had orientation, and then I was um, gonna, I debated watching it on HBO Max. Uh, I was too tired last night, and then today I had about a two hour window. It's two hours and like twelve minutes, um, but I, I'm still kind of torn. I really would prefer to see it on the big screen, but it's included with HBO Max, so that convenience is kind of pulling me in because i i'm having a lot like my time is being stretched everywhere this weekend um i am going to watch the suicide squad because that is our next episode of bam but uh i haven't watched it yet and i i kind of hate that because i'm sure it's going to get spoiled for me before i get to see it because everyone's like i'm getting messages like what do you think of it i'm like i don't know yet i haven't watched it everyone chill like i will i will watch it i just have not had a chance um so yeah, uh, and I foresee that being a real common trend in the next six months because my Thursday nights are going to be, Tuesdays and Thursdays are going to be very, very long. Um, and I'm going to miss every Thursday premiere basically until December. Uh, so I will always be at least a day behind, if not two or three, because of being able to get to the theater. And I don't like going to the movie theaters on Friday nights because that's usually when they are, before COVID, that's when they were busy. I don't know if that's going to be the case right now, because some people have stopped going to the movies and also COVID is not gone and is running wild here in Florida. Um, we are apparently the epicenter of the Delta virus. So who knows um, how long before something finally happens. Maybe someone takes over and uh, makes, makes people care that people are dying from a virus. That's mostly preventable at this point, but my, sorry, my laughter sounded terrible, but y'all, everybody should take a look take a gander at all the states and their percentage of vaccinations. Cause I think that you guys have 20% higher vaccination rate than my state. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we also have a, a much bigger population if I'm not mistaken. Oh, probably across the whole state. Cause it's all like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just your area. You have a probably here. the most densely populated, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, across this, the state and a lot of people move down here um from new york and stuff because of the the circumstances so we are like during the pandemic so we are yeah bad ways um 
Anywho, let's get into the movie of the week, shall we? Akja came out in 2017. It is a Netflix original directed uh, by Bong Joon-ho, written by him, but also with John Ronson. Um, stars, we got some stars in this movie, so we got to go through some names. Uh, Tilda Swinton, Paul Dano. Um, it introduces, I maybe it doesn't introduce, but a young actress, uh, so sorry ahead of time, Xiao Hyun An? Sure, Miha, I have mispronounced, the, that's the character's name is Miha. I'm sure I have mispronounced your name, and I apologize. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, it, it, the order here on IMDb is weird, because these people are, are much smaller. But then we get to Giancarlo Esposito's in the movie. Um, uh, Shirley Henderson, who, uh, I, I'm like, I'm like she sounds familiar, and it wasn't clicking, and then it clicked. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of the Harry Potter movies, Corey, but uh, Moaning Myrtle herself is uh up in this movie quite a bit her voice is very very distinctive um yeah um and then uh man there's at least one more person who i think i wanted to bring oh Stephen there's Yen. a couple more Stephen young who's way down on the list lily collins is great in this um i also really liked uh devin bostick who is i've seen his stuff but i liked his character in this movie um i think that's everybody there's so there's some cameos in here. I don't know. Did you catch the director? Um, he has a real fast cameo uh, in one sequence. Um, I, I, if you've seen uh, Bong Joon Ho's, if you saw when Parasite won Best Picture, he gave a speech. Um, he gave he got to give two speeches that night, if I remember correctly. But like he's got a very distinctive hairstyle, um, and so like there's a a scene where it just like flashed to him. I was like, oh, that was the director, and I don't think he's done that. Like like. M. Night Shyamalan is in every one of his movies. Alfred Hitchcock notoriously did that. That's why Stephen M. Night Shyamalan King. does it. Um, I don't think that's been a Bong Joon-ho trait uh, that he appears in his movies, but he definitely shows up in Akja. Um, so I picked this movie uh, because I my, a goal is to complete Bong Joon-ho's filmography. Uh, we're going to be watching at some point, I think this year we're doing Memoirs of a Murderer. Probably, maybe not. I don't know. It's not... I thought I had it on. Oh no, we have Mother, which is another one of his movies. Um, I have Memoirs of the of a Murderer or whatever to watch on my own, and uh, I think two more films of his to watch. Um, to complete his filmography, I am a big fan of everything I've seen of his. This movie, um, I don't remember why I didn't watch it when it came out. I feel like maybe someone that I'm friends with didn't like it or something, and I just kind of took their take and I was like, all right, I'll get to it eventually, and I never got to it. Uh, it has a 7.3 IMDb user rating, and it has a 75 Metascore. So highly revered, both by the casual viewer and the, the critics. Um, and I got to say, I love this movie so much. I had such a great time watching it. One, I want a super pig, but I also don't want a super pig. Not to eat. Uh, not to eat. Uh, but, I, I mean there are definitely sad parts of this movie and there's a message, which is one of the reasons why I love Bong Joon-ho is he's able to take you on a ride and yet you still get a point. There's still something there. There's substance. It's not just, you know, fun times in a movie. Like he's able to do both and he's able to do it so, so well. Um, I loved so many people in this movie. Jake Gyllenhaal is just unleashed in this movie. Like in a way, I don't think I've ever seen him get to, to act. I, feel like he had such a good fun time 
<laughs> yes, even though his character gets real dark at points, which we won't get into any spoilers, uh, listeners. But um, but then I am already a fan of Paul Dano. Yes. When I saw his little face, I was like, you know. But <laughs> I, this this performance is so good, though, in this movie. Like, I love he's got this like cool guy, like suaveness that he usually doesn't get to do. He's usually kind of like a, 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 sh- a schmuck. Like, I mean, if you think um, his character in there will be blood, he's got he's awful at times. Um, you, you not He's always a great performer. Don't don't miss take what I'm saying. But he's usually playing characters who have like no confidence. And this guy has so much confidence. It's it's crazy. And he does it so, so well. It's such an amazing performance. I absolutely loved him in this. Um, I was, again, already a big fan of his anyways. And then I just was like, dude, this guy just can do whatever, man. Um, and Tilda Swinton. Uh, Tilda Swinton Always with great. braces. <laughs> so unsettling for some reason. The braces we were just, I mean, adult braces are always a little kind of like, oh. Um, but man, with that particular character and like the <laughs> the mannerisms. The way she was um, holding her mouth. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh I, I love the main character, Miha. I totally was rooting. I actually do think the main character is the super pig, though. I think Akja, I, I mean, the name of the movie. But if you think about it, because there are times where we're not with Miha, but we're almost always with Akja. So we have this much more like CG protagonist. I was I was thinking maybe it wouldn't look good. I, I think it looks amazing. Like throughout the film, I, I don't really remember any moment where I wasn't like, oh, look how good it is. Um, or look, this looks really bad or whatever. Like I was always like, man, this just looks, I, I buy that Akja is real almost throughout the film. Like I can tell it's a little, a little shiny, um, which gives it that kind of like, okay, there's clearly a computer generation happening, but I thought it looked fantastic. Um, I don't know. I had a really great time, uh, watching this movie. I, I, I got emotional at times, which is to me a good sign. I'm pulled in. I, uh, despite being super overwhelmed and really trying kind of like I had to even watch this in parts. I watched the first hour, went to the gym, came home and finished it because I was trying to fit like everything in. Um, and that didn't matter. It was, I was so sucked into the movie both times. Like before I went, I, I almost didn't go because I was so into the movie, but I was like, no, this is, I need to do this. I don't remember why, but there was some reason I needed to go when I was going and then finish it when I came back. And um, it, it didn't affect it. I don't like to watch movies that way. Uh, Corey's more inclined to like start and stop something. I tend to like, I want to put it on and sit through it. Um, but I I had to, and it didn't matter because this movie just pulled me in so much. I absolutely love this film. Corey, I hope, uh, it sounds like he did, but what did you think of Akja? I liked it also. I remember um, this movie came out in 2017, right? Yes. Because it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that I remember they had, like, you know how uh, Netflix has, they'll have, like, the different, like, it's not a screensaver, but things on the background of the screen. For some reason, I thought that this movie was animated from that because it was just her with, like, something around the pig's neck. It just made me think it was going to be an animated movie. But um, I did really like it, too. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Mm. I just showed up. Because I was supposed to. But I really liked it. I was really glad that Steven Young was in it. Um, yeah. I thought you would be happy about that, actually. I was like, oh I, my god. I love, Corey, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that there's a lot to talk about 
in this movie. Yeah, there, there's so much. Um, and there's so many, like, there's so many weird things, too, uh, that happen that, like, it's hard not to talk about. And I also, um, I knew that there was, like, a uh, environmental kind of take on this. Otherwise, I almost knew nothing about it. Um, I knew that there was, a, like, the ensemble cast was kind of, like, disjointed. Like, they're not, none of them were going to be in the movie the entirety of it. Uh didn't fully understand how that would work. It makes perfect sense in the plot and the, and how the story unfolds. But yeah. Um, so that's our spoiler free review uh, of Ockjob. Corey, give him the warning. Guys, from here on out, we are going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned. So let's start with the poop talk. Apparently, if you scratch Ockjaw's butt, I don't know if this works for all super pigs, but Ockjaw, it poops a lot like almost, apparently an unlimited amount of poop like it just shoots like it's a it's a gun Cannon. it's automatic um so we we again it's Chekhov's poop gun um we see a scene early where she scratches uh Akja's butt and it poops a bunch in the water and then later it is used as a gun so if you're not familiar with the uh expression of Chekhov's gun if you show a gun in the first act, it must fire in the third act. That's the idea. If, if, if it's important enough that you have to draw attention to it, it must have some function later in the story. So the fact that we see Akja poop means that somewhere later in the movie, that's got to play a factor. And it does. Again, great filmmaker Bong Joon-ho knows how to even make a poop joke work for the betterment of the plot. Um, it's used as a weapon uh, during a pretty awesome chase sequence um, with the... Uh, uh animal liberation front uh alf um and which is a real organization uh apparently that bong Jin ho did not make up uh but like you know brought into the world of the film because uh of their their fights for animal rights and human rights i guess you could even say because they are they don't want to harm anything they want you know the world to be a better place um but yeah i thought that was pretty funny uh any particular moments or things you want to bring up i love like at the beginning when she's selling it tilda swinton's character i can't remember well she plays twins but yeah. uh oh my god like the main character who like is always speaking badly about her sister mm -hmm. and i was just like oh my god all these buzzwords oh my god all these buzzwords I don't know. Do you struggle with like the things that you eat sometimes? I feel like that's a personal. It could be a personal question. But what do you mean? Like, well, like um, I awareness of what they are, kind of thing. Yeah, I know that animals have are like beings. I know that they have feelings, and I know that you know. I I understand all that, and I feel like maybe I shouldn't eat meat. But then on the other hand you know that I'm really big into plants and I know that plants have feelings too. So that sounds really ignorant, but there's been research done also. But if you've ever had a plant, you know, <laughs> people probably think I, I'm crazy, but I, everything has feelings. <laughs> I, um, I don't, I don't know about the plant thing, but I'll take your word for it. Um, I, they just don't have faces. I think there are, I think the, the reason to be a vegan or a vegetarian right now isn't because of the feeling part of the animals, but because of how we have 
ruined the environment by farming animals. Like we've we've over farmed and we've put them in horrible situations. Like um, I've watched enough documentaries to know that the way we treat chickens is just horrendous. All animals, um, terrible. Yes, but it it, it seems like chickens get. I don't know. They all you're you're not wrong. They're all they're all mistreated and they're they're but we've like genetically engineered chickens. Obviously that's what this movie's partly about, right? Is Akja is a, a genetically engineered super pig. Um but uh that's I think a bigger reason to be vegan is so that we can t- potentially look, minimize our carbon footprint, which is Silver's whole get up in this movie, right? Um <laughs> Yeah. But uh I, I, I do like meat as a um, the amount of protein that you need um, when working out, for example. It, it can be achieved without meat, but it, it requires a lot more eating of, of stuff in order to get there because it's just the, the level of protein you can get from plants is not as it's not as much. So, it you know, it takes more. It's not it's it's challenging. Um sure that's probably the better way to say it. like uh, a lean piece of chicken compared to like a lot of nuts or a lot of beans like it is you get way more protein from the chicken or the fi- a piece of fish even so i i don't have the hesitation for that reason i i do think it would be beneficial for us to stop doing the things that we do a lot of times uh but this movie definitely brings that to the full like there's so much uh when we see the the factory where they are um, <sighs> killing all of the other super pigs, because there's way more super pigs than they let on. Uh, it's a marketing ploy and um, you know, they show the cute ones, but there's, there's ones that are, are mouth figured and mis misshapen and all that. Um, and, oh, the, the treatment of poor Akja, um, uh the when they're leaving and the two super pigs save their their baby and shove it through the fence so that Akja will take it and the fact that Akja does take it and they rescue it in a very creative way i i teared up pretty hard that whole sequence um and when the all the the super pigs like i don't know what to call it they it's mooing but it's their pigs so pigs don't move but they look more like hippos um they look a lot like hippos did it remind you of the dog from the never-ending story it reminded oh. me of the dog from the never-ending story i love that I, it i love it, i loved that movie when i was a kid i watched it all the time but i literally have not seen it since i was like probably six or which, seven just so so we don't get a lot of angry information uh it is a dragon and his name is falcor well it looks um, like a dog it does have dog-like quality so yes um but uh i i didn't get that but now that you say it i totally think about it i have also not seen that movie since i was a kid however um i have listened to the song many times uh both because of newfound glory and also because of stranger things season three um i think that's when dustin sings uh never any story um if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that's what it was um but yeah so i i was very very sad that scene i thought it was great though and the the payoff for it is really really rewarding akja is my hero in this movie um it's uh, it gets she gets so mistreated. It's so sad. But all um, the other ones that get left behind is still terrible. And right. Um. Oh, what's his name? 
Jesus. The doctor, the animal doctor. Jake Gyllenhaal's. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, I'm looking. It is Dr. Uh, Johnny Wilcox. Okay, so Dr. Johnny. He, like, he's pretty terrible. He's Oh, yeah, big time. He, like, shows up and he's a whiny baby. And, you know, oh, my God. Of course, he saved the worst location for last. But when he takes those um, samples from Living Okja, yeah. um, so that people can try it, like, I thought that was pretty terrible. I, I just have a lot of feelings that I'll probably mm-hmm. never be able to work my way through in my whole entire life. But that, I mean, even the way he's holding the device that he's going to use is like, it's, he's holding it very phallic like, um, and there's a lot of, you know, I think a lot of symbolism in, uh, built into that sequence of, you know, like taking from the animals and, um, abuse and, and just, he's awful. Uh, yet his character is also, laughed at like i like that we're laughing at him we're not like laughing at his jokes per se we're like laughing at the the absurdity of the character uh specifically at the big like parade day um after he introduces tilda swinton's character she's talking right and in the background he's like posing on the pillar it's just like rotating and he's just like like leaning on it and i'm just like what is he even doing like it's i don't know it's so funny because he's not the center of attention, but it's my eye was drawn to him because he was just like being silly. I I just can't remember him being except maybe Bubble Boy. I don't remember Gyllenhaal getting to be so zany. zany. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I I enjoyed it. I thought it was so much fun. Yeah, he's great. And I mean, I'm glad that they all get to go home. And, oh, and the part where we find out that um, Stephen Yun's character—they all call themselves pretty much after their hair color, except for I. Th- don't think him um but he's a translator and we end up finding out that he lied about what mija said uh we know i mean like because we if you read the subtitles um because he tells her uh it would be a good idea to learn english um oh yeah and did they leave that book for her on the plane that's what it seemed like i don't probably orchestrated they were yeah very organized Oh my um, gosh, and this is, isn't his name Gus from uh, mm. Giancarlo Esposito? Yeah, I know. Uh, yes, he is on Breaking Bad. He's in so many things now, though. And the thing is, I first became aware of him as an actor from Breaking Bad. Only afterwards did I realize how many things I'd seen him in and just never put together. He's been acting since the 80s. He's a tremendous talent. Um, he's also on The Mandalorian uh, as, um, I'm going to forget the he's character's mean. name. He is the villain uh, for sure in The so Mandalorian mean series. So mean my adults. He's mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like him. Uh, he's a bad man. Um, oh yeah, he's in the new Creep Show. Yeah, he's, he's in so many things. There's a really good musical he's in. Um, I like uh, that um big tuna had introduced me to it's called i want to say it's stuck it's not coming to me off the top of my head i'm pretty sure it's stuck though um that's right it's from 2017 there's a movie or something called Stuck. i really like that movie a lot yeah he acts uh, all the time i didn't i didn't even realize uh, yeah he's in the boys which he's great in um forgot he was on uh 
um, DuckTales, or no, I didn't know he was on DuckTales, the, the more recent animated series. Um, he, wow, he's the voice of Lex Luthor in the Harley Quinn series. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he does, he acts like all the time. He's very, very good. Um, he's he's small part in this for the most part, but he's good in it. Um, but yeah, if, if Giancarlo Esposito is like, listed as in a movie or show, I'm going to probably watch because he is he's so he's so versatile too because he can play a very straight serious performance or uh like breaking bad he's super scary but then he can be he can be very silly um in stuck he's playing a homeless man uh that lives on the subway because the whole premise of the film is like like seven people find themselves stuck on a subway and then it's like a musical they break into different numbers um he is all over the place in stuck but he's just fantastic yeah uh but uh here straight man but very very good um and he's he's got some major plot beats, right he's he's working for the sister is that the angelina jolie changeling oh the good one the only one we talk about with george c scott from 1980 he's in that yeah but i don't know where it just says extra uncredited so okay he's just in some random scene that must have been watch one of his him. very very early movies yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Nineteen fifty two he's credited on Guiding Light. What? He must have been like a baby. Well, it says he was Unless born I'm... in nineteen fifty eight. Oh, well then what am I looking at here? Hold on. This is his credits, right? Yeah, this is his acting credits. It's the very first credit on his acting credits. So someone's wrong on a date somewhere. Or it's maybe the when the series started instead of the episode he he was on. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It must be because it says that he played Clay Tynan from 1982 to 1983. There it is. That's my fault. I looked at this. I, I didn't realize that show has been on that that long. Yeah. I knew it's an old show, but Nuts. um, yeah. 1970 is uh his first short, and then yeah, pretty much 79 on he starts acting. That's impressive. Long career, tons of stuff. I mean, he's in so many things. Scrolling. Yeah, he's in the usual suspects. I don't think I've seen that though. Yeah, most uh, like the the performance that I think is his big breakout is bugging out and do the right thing, which is just tremendously important character in that movie. One of my favorite movies. Um, just, uh, uh, yeah, we could gush about Giancarlo all the time, but let's. I guess let's talk about Bong Joon Ho for a second. So I know you have seen, um, you've seen Parasite, correct? Yeah, I love Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is so good. Um, and then uh, we watched The Host a couple last year. Did we do The Host? I think so. What's time? Um, we definitely watched it. Yeah, time, especially last year, is hard to keep track of. But um, we both really liked The Host. I think I liked it a little more than you. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember, I, f- I feel like I had to like, sell you on it. Um, but I- I'm just a huge fan of Bong Joon-ho. He's got... A, a really great ability of, of establishing tone. Um, he's able to still weave humor into everything, no matter how dark a movie might be like Snowpiercer, there's still moments of levity and it never feels out of place to me. Um, I think you see it in like Parasite. It's a lot of times it's a little sarcastic humor or it's like um, satirical humor in that it, it's, he's poking fun at really screwed up things like in Ockjaw here. He's, you know, looking at uh, the environmental issues, how we mistreat animals, um, how we're able to ignore 
the mistreatment of the animals. Like, we know how bad it is, and we're like, yeah, but I'm gonna eat a chicken nugget. You know what? I like it's so good. Um, and you know, it's just, and there's like, because this movie has the the boy and his dog kind of story arc, right? Where you are rooting for these two to be together. Um, I just watched Pete's Dragon, and there's that kind of element in that movie as well, where it's just this, you know, you want everything to work out, but there's also that fear that maybe it won't. I was really freaked out for a minute that Akja was going to die. Um, I, I was for sure. I'm like, he's going to kill Akja right in front of us, like, in a brutal fashion. I'd have been like, guess what? I didn't finish the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, also, I, I do want to point, I did not know. Yes. One, how much I would get attached to Akja, but two, that it was going to go, like, I don't think I knew that it had been made to be slaughtered. Like, I don't think I got that part of it. I, I also thought Akja was like, I thought it was more like um, mystical, magical pet, not created by a lab pet. So I, I had, I didn't know that going into it. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm glad it, that it's a happy ending kind of not a perfect ending as you mentioned there's so many super pigs and it they were all going to still be slaughtered but she was able to buy one super pig with a solid gold pig and thank goodness for that solid gold pig right um and also i guess the commentary on on capitalism again that like the woman was like nope it's ours nothing you can say oh money yeah sure never mind it's fine take it leave make sure they get home safe even it wasn't even like I have the pig now, dummy. What are you going to do about it? She, like, honored the, the, the trade. Like, she got him home safe, apparently. We don't have to see any of it, but they're home safe at the end of the movie in the mountains. And the baby got She's there. Got the little baby. Yeah, the little baby's there. Um, so at least two super pigs are going to be treated well. Uh, while it appears the rest of them will feed the world. Oh, man. Um, which makes me also think about Snowpiercer. Like, sorry for the, you know... If you haven't seen it, guys, but I, I really love that movie. Um, Spoiler warning for Snowpiercer, because we have, you haven't said it yet. So. Yes. So, right now. Because um, that's also an issue in that movie, is there isn't enough food to feed all of the passengers. So they're feeding them this food that they're making that we end up finding out as bugs. Roaches, I think. But... Yes. It is... Uh... They are feeding them um, roaches that have been condensed into, I think they call them protein bars or something. Yeah. Just interesting. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Same filmmaker. I am so sorry. You're going to get that kind of, uh, you know, um, his point of view. Uh, That's clearly something he's passionate about. And um, the rich and the poor and how we, you know, are lied to and fed lies, literally fed lies. Um, yeah, I definitely think that's relevant. Um, the difference though, uh, in the AFL, they're able to expose, uh, what the corporation does. The, the implications though, is that nobody cares, I guess, like completely, like they're still going to eat the super pig. Yeah. Taken off the screen. They're not really concerned anymore. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm very happy to have checked this one off the list. I think it's great. If you haven't watched it and you've listened to all this, you should have probably watched it first, but nevertheless, uh, you should go check it out. It's on Netflix. If you have a Netflix description, um, it's, it's right there. You're ready to go. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to say must-see. I think that was pretty obvious. Corey, what is your rating for Akja? I'm going to say must-see, too. So that's it, folks. Our first movie for Stream With Me uh, gets the double must-see rating. Um, with No, I don't think I had to talk Corey into that one. Sometimes that's what what happens. Corey came in like, this movie is excellent. Um, it, it, it is emotional at times, but again we've already spoiled it happy ending though so that's the best part right like there's some and there's some sheer joy her sleeping on top of akja is one of the cutest freaking things like like akja rolls over and she just kind of rolls with it it's just uh so cute um very much love the design of akja i i want to stuff to akja um i'm gonna see if that's the thing but um that's our review we will be back next week to talk about Corey's pick vicious fun which is available to stream on shutter a shutter original if i'm not mistaken uh i could be mistaken but it's it's on shutter either way um so that will be next week we'll be reviewing vicious fun so feel free to check that one out uh before the episode um if you want to reach out to us share your thoughts give us any feedback you can find us on social media i am at burke reviews and Corey at Corey r star two r's on the end and visit BerkReviews.com where you you can get reviews written by me. Sometimes it's been a little harder lately because, again, time is mean. Um, but you can also subscribe to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast where Matt and I review a new movie every week. Something that's just dropped. Uh, our most recent episode is Jungle Cruise, as I mentioned earlier. And our next episode will be The Suicide Squad um, with, the free, uh, with Free Guy coming up the week after. So it's a, a busy month of August as a bunch of movies that I've been looking forward to are finally dropping um some of them are easy to watch if you have a streaming service because they are available same day on those streaming services and others you have to venture out in the theater only do that if it is safe where you are please 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 be safe the pandemic is not over even though we all would like it to be that said if you like what we're doing here at movie club podcast i ask that you take just two or three seconds and fill out the rating on the app that you use to listen give us the five star review so that other people can find us and until next time Keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director focus shows, end of year rankings, start of the year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com.